I'm Frank Ling. And I'm Charles Lee. And you're listening to the Grok Science Show. That's right. It's a weekly look at the world of science, technology, and their effects on our daily lives. Coming up on today's program, Dr. Ruchi Gupta will join us to discuss food without fear. So stay tuned for all of this. Plus the Grokatron 5000. And our world-famous question a week. Coming right up. Here. On the Grok's Science Show. Science Show. Well, an overwhelming number of individuals continue to have health conditions related to food. Joining us today to discuss this issue is Dr. Ruchi Gupta. Dr. Gupta is a professor of pediatrics and medicine at Northwestern University's Feinberg School of Medicine and a clinical attending at Anne and Robert H. Lurie Children's Hospital of Chicago. She spent more than 17 years of experience as a board-certified pediatrician and health researcher and currently serves as the founding director of the Center for Food Allergy and Asthma Research. She's world-renowned for her groundbreaking research in the areas of food allergy and asthma epidemiology, publishing numerous scientific and popular works on the subject, including The Food Allergy Experience. She has recently penned the new book, Food Without Fear, Identify, Prevent, and Treat Food Allergy Intolerances and Sensitivities. Dr. Gupta, thank you so much for joining us today on the Grok Science Show. Thank you so much for having me. Great book you put together here, Food Without Fear. I'm curious why you decided to put the book together. So I've been studying food allergies and food conditions for the past 17 years, and our research has found that so many more people are experiencing one of these food conditions. Last year, one of our studies found that one in five adults, or about 85 million adults, are avoiding a food due to a food allergy or food condition. So this really made us wonder, do people really understand what's happening when they eat a food and then how to manage and treat it? Because The study also found that only 1 in 20 are getting a formal diagnosis with an allergist and a treatment plan. So the goal of this book is to help everyone understand what is happening in their body when they eat a food to better understand if it's a a food allergy or an intolerance or celiac or another one of the masqueraders. And it's so important to know this because each condition has a different management plan and, and potential treatments. And some of these you know, may be treatable. And I know more than anyone, as I live with this myself, that it is really hard to avoid a food in your diet every single day. And it has such an impact on daily life. Uh, How much should we be able to recognize? How can you really tell? Yeah, that people eat a food, have a negative reaction, and then avoid it in their diet. And What I want, and that's why we call it food freedom, is for you to really know, you know, is this something that just happened once or twice? Is it something I can treat? Or is it something I really do need to avoid? So came up with this mnemonic, STOP, and S is for signs and symptoms. So really understand what happens, what are the symptoms you have? Are they mainly GI? Is it bloating, diarrhea? Or is it hives and and trouble breathing? You know, like really note down what symptoms you're having. And then T, understand when it happens, the timing. So is it hours afterwards? All of these things are really important. Also, what did you take? What kind of treatment 
did you take to make yourself feel better? And have you had any testing? And then O is opinions, options. It's so important to get opinions from an allergist, your general physician, to really understand what may be going on and what are your options. And P is what we want everyone to have, which is a plan and path forward. I mean, our goal is really to empower everyone to know what they have and know how to manage it and live and eat what they can, but then know what to do if they can't. Are people just becoming a little more sensitive to changes in diet? Yeah, that's a really great question. So we recently did a study in kids and adults, and for actual food allergies, we call it the top nine. So the top nine allergens are everyone knows about peanuts, and then tree nuts, egg, milk, shellfish, thin fish, soy, wheat, and then number nine we just recognized is sesame. And so sesame is really a hot new one that people can have pretty severe reactions to. So a policy just got passed and sesame is going to start being on the labels now, which is excellent. What's interesting is when we looked at adults and kids, it's a little different. In kids, the top one is peanut followed by milk. In adults, it's shellfish. Shellfish is the top allergen by far in adults. And What's also interesting in adults is we're finding that a lot of adults, in our study, half of adults said they developed a new allergy as an adult. So we think of it as a childhood thing, but a lot of adults are developing new onset allergies or food conditions in adulthood. What's causing these allergies? Do we know why we get these reactions? Right. I mean, that's the big question that our lab and labs all over the country are, are really trying to get to the bottom of. You know, what happened because we always talk about you know when we were young it wasn't a big deal and everyone could take pb and j's to school and now all of a sudden in one generation we've seen this incredible rise so what has changed in our environment in our diets that has caused this change and there there are a lot of theories around this including you know the hygiene hypothesis are we becoming too clean the microbiome you know what are we doing to our microbiome and antibiotics early in life or so many theories that we're, we're trying to sort out. The one thing that's really become more and more evident, which is something people can do, is prevention. So if you are planning on having children or about to, or a new mom or a dad or caregivers, really understand that our thinking has changed dramatically. We used to think avoiding peanuts early is what you should do because we saw this big rise in peanut allergy, but this recent LEAP study found that actually introducing peanuts into your infant's diet early could prevent peanut allergy. So this is a new finding as we really understand the whole other spectrum of what could be influencing it. Definitely think about introducing peanut products early. Talk to your pediatrician. If your infant has eczema or is high risk, get to an allergist early because it could decrease your baby's chance of having peanut allergy by up to 80%. So that's really uh, important information that I would love to get across. Train our immune system just to not be so overexcited about some of these foods that we're eating. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, that's, that's really the theory. Like, how are we training our immune system and why is it attacked? until allergies all becoming more common. In adults, we're going to learn a lot from the adults because we did ask the adults what happened around the time you developed food allergy um, that you think may have contributed. And some of the things we think about with adults are, you know, did you 
change where you live? I mean, did you move into a different environment? Um, did you get an illness, viral, bacterial, something that may have compromised your immune system? For women, another big one is hormonal changes. Um, did you, you know, have a child? Did you go through pregnancy, menopause, puberty? All of these hormonal changes may also have influences. So assuming then you find out you have an allergy, what should you be asking your doctor about? So if you eat a food and something negative happens, you know, in this book and on the book website, we have a quiz you can take. Answer those questions on the website. It'll print out a sheet for you to even take to your doctor, which really helps them better understand those STOP, you know, your symptoms, what works. And it'll hone down like what this could be because there are so many food conditions. Once you get to your primary care doctor and discuss this with them, depending on your symptoms, they will hopefully refer you to an allergist. An allergist is so important because they will be able to do the proper testing needed and then be able to give you accurate diagnosis and treatment plan. Some of the conditions, they may refer you to a GI doctor when we're talking more Pure GI symptoms, maybe something like celiac or inflammatory bowel disease. You know, some of those they may they if your symptoms look more like that, they may send you to a GI doctor. But I do think instead of self-diagnosing and taking a food out of your diet, it's so important to get that proper diagnosis. Your book also talks about masqueraders, recognizing them. Yeah. So in the book, did our best. It's it's such a complicated number of conditions, but really thinking about if you're having immediate symptoms, like within minutes, and if your symptoms are more related to hives, it can be GI with vomiting, things like dizziness, lightheadedness, um, difficulty swallowing, difficulty breathing. A lot of those are more on the allergy spectrum. Then, you know, you have these delayed symptoms where it's more stomach cramping, nausea, vomiting, bloating, diarrhea, constipation, you know, a lot of those. And you know, we call them masqueraders, but they are legitimate, important conditions that need to be diagnosed. And a lot of these can be very common, things like lactose intolerance, milk, gluten, or other food sensitivities, chemical sensitivities, tolerances to food additives. I mean, there's so many potential things that could be happening. Um, and then there's those GI ones that are really important, you know, reflux that we talk about, celiac, which also is increasing um, and then GI disorders like inflammatory bowel disease that I was mentioning earlier. I mean, there's so many. And so what this book tries to do is show you that spectrum, show you the symptoms, and then really gets into what are these conditions? What is the science behind it? What's happening in your body? And helps you find that diagnosis and treatment with your doctor, of course. What about those treatments? Are there developments in therapies for conditions? Yes, yes. And, and that's such an important area, too, that so much research is going in to really find better treatments. One big reason we find people don't go to their doctors, people don't think there's anything that can be done, right? There's no treatments. It's not like other related conditions like asthma where you need an inhaler. For food allergies, for years, just prevention, right? Avoidance and preventing the reaction from happening. But now there are new treatments coming out. There's one FDA approved treatment for peanut allergy. It's called oral immunotherapy. You eat small amounts to, like you said earlier, train your immune system and be able to tolerate that. Similar to the concept of allergy shots, you know, training your immune system to be able to tolerate 
amounts of that food. And then there's new treatments on their way. There's so many in clinical trials. There's a patch that you wear that similarly trains through the skin, gets you small amounts of that food protein. There are biologics that um, stop part of the immune pathway so that you don't have that reaction to the food, that strong reaction. And all of these are in clinical trials right now. So I am very hopeful for the future because there's so many treatments on the way and, and not just for food allergy, but those are some examples. You have a number of strategies of just being able to examine what's out there to look confidently and fearlessly. Exactly. And that's what that's what we're hoping for. You know, we really want this book to help people understand how to live an empowered life where you may still have to avoid the food, but you know exactly what's going on and you know what needs to be done if you have a reaction and, and live that confident life without constant fear. And that is that is our absolute hope with this book. What can we do as a society to turn this epidemic around? Yeah, you know, all these conditions, it, it takes awareness, it takes education, it takes knowledge, and it takes more research um, to really get to the answers. Kind of like what we were talking about in the whole prevention piece, you know, for years, we were worried and we didn't want, we were worried that if, if babies ate the food, they would have these really scary anaphylactic reactions. And then with research and with collaborations across countries, I mean, a lot of this research was done in London. Now in our center, we're doing another study looking at other foods and can we prevent them as well outside of peanuts? So it takes all of us working together. And I know we talked about the butterfly effect in that, and that is so important because everyone can do something and everyone, you know, so many people are, and that's why you know, in my experience, I haven't seen a field move so fast. Um, in 17 years I've been doing this, all of a sudden now we are getting better prevention, better diagnostics, and better treatments. So, yes, as a society, making yourself educated and aware and empowered and doing what you can together to really turn this around is, is my hope before yeah, I retire. <laughs> so, yes. Maybe to close, do you have any final words regarding your book, Food Without Fear? Yeah, I encourage everyone, please check out the website. It's foodwithoutfearbook.com. There's a lot of helpful resources on the website. We put the spectrum on there, and you can click on each condition and learn more about it. There's the quiz on there um, that you can take and print out and, and take to your doctor. Um, check out the book, um, the audio book. Um, it, I, I'm hopeful that there's something in there that uh, will open your eyes or, or help you manage your food condition or, or manage the food condition of someone you love. We were just talking with Ruchi Gupta. Her new book, Food Without Fear, Identify, Prevent, and Treat Food Allergies, Intolerances, and Sensitivities. Dr. Gupta, thank you so much for joining us today on the Grok Science Show. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And that's all for this week's edition of the Grok Science Show. Make sure you tune in next week for more from the world of science and technology. If you'd like to contact us here, you can email us at science at groks.net. For Grok Science, I'm Frank Ling. And I'm Charles Lee. Make sure you also see us on the web at www.groks.net. Have a great afternoon and keep on grokking.
Thank you.